prosecution outlined how accounting practices what fuck? What? did not What kind of likeness is that? If they were great artists, they'd be in a museum. I'm fucking fodder for cartoonists now. another episode of gutter boys gutter boys is a small press comics podcast about the ins the outs the highs and the lows of making comics i'm your host jb with my co-host cam how are you doing cam pretty good man just roll the fat blunt got the wwe2k22 going <laughs> yeah how are you enjoying that game <laughs> dude it's it's pretty fun i'm having myself a little uh staycation over here oh yeah i got the uh, old ball and chain out of the way <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sent her out. <laughs> She's doing the dishes. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, there's not a whole lot of news to cover this week. Uh, when it rains, it pours. I feel like we uh, we had our feast uh, last, uh, last week with the whole uh, Ed Pisker uh, Red Room fiasco, which is still funny, by the way. True. True. That was almost wish that was still going on. <laughs> they just really they reveal a new uh, alternate cover. Yeah, and it's like, uh, man, I'm trying to think of like a like a really like just a comic that you shouldn't do a cover of. Mm. Yeah, what would that go like? What would that be? <laughs> man, I mean, they they already kind of fucked it up with the the Holocaust one. That's like I that's don't know how you can tier. top that. Yeah, that's true. It's hard to yeah. Maybe Strange Fruit isn't that a comic? I've never heard of Strange Fruit. I think it's about uh, lynching because Strange oh, yeah. Fruit is like a reference to uh, to, to lynching. Oh, in, that would uh, be so bad. Jim Crow era. <laughs> yeah. Jim Rugg's got yeah. like some Bitcoin dressed up characters like lynching people on the dark web for his cover. <laughs> yeah, not that far removed now that I think about it. True. Uh, yeah, but so comic news, there's a couple of highlights that I thought were worth talking about. One in particular, uh, Marvel made an announcement uh, pretty recently, stating that uh, Jesus Christ was a mutant, and Hell the yeah. X Men, the X Men can re- resurrect him. Damn! <laughs> so the X Men actually resurrected him. Yeah, it makes sense. It, it lines up. Does that mean like what are like the villains that in uh, in X Men, like those big purple robots? Uh, Sentinels. Sentinels. Does that mean that like Judas and them was like working for like Trask and like? Yeah, Trask was a Roman. For sure, hundred percent. Yeah, yes. Judas was uh, he was part of that. Judas would be. I feel like there was a mutant that like was a turncoat, right? Man, I don't know. I feel like there were some really stupid mutants. Yes, a hundred percent. Yes, counting Jesus <laughs> as the number one stupidest mutant. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, wasn't there like one who would like he'd just blow up on him? Like, 
if you get close to him, like he'd just explode. Like if you're just near him? Yeah, like that was just his power. He would just combust. Shit. Uh, I don't know. I know there's mutants where if they touched you, you could combust. Okay, well, this guy just he would combust. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. I swear yeah. I swear that's a thing. I, I forget the name of the mutant, but I know what you're talking about. There is a mutant that could like explode and then come back together or some shit. I didn't know that he came back together. I just knew he blew up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he can, so that he can blow stuff up again. Yeah. It's, that yeah. would be the worst fucking mutant power. You can only use it one time. Well, yeah, that's what I thought. That's <laughs> like, everyone was like, this is the stupidest power because he just basically just blows himself up. Yeah, he just does one jihad and then that's it. <laughs> Damn. Should I uh, should I tell everyone who I actually am? No, absolutely not. Oh, are you uh, sure? Mo- mo- moving on. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. This is Cam. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right. Uh, the next uh, piece of news here: uh, the banning of Persepolis is going to be turned into its own graphic novel. Doesn't even make sense, but... Right. Not... I don't really know. I really actually had to read this article just to make sense of it. All right. So, a new graphic novel by Jarrett Depier. I don't know how to pronounce that. And A.J. Dungo. <laughs> Dungo. <laughs> a fucking amazing name. <laughs> uh, folks, I did not make that name up. That's a real name. A.J. Dungo. Dungo. Uh, uh, based on Depier's investigative reporting into school bands of another graphic novel uh, Persepolis by Marjane uh, Satrapi. The story follows a group of Chicago high school students who take on the censors when Persepolis is banned from their school system. Okay. I feel like that did actually happen. It did. Yes. No, this is a news thing, but the, here's, here's the thing. Not every news article needs to be turned into a graphic novel. Well, yeah, definitely not. Especially with this horrible title, Wake Up Now in the Fire. Is that what it's called? That's the for real shoot name of this book. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wake up now in the fire. Comic writing brain right there. It's just just gears turning. Yeah. I don't really understand how you can make a comic about like a, I mean, it's a, it's a great book. I actually, I never read it in school, but I read it when I was really young. Yeah. And I don't think I fully comprehended it, but like, I don't understand how you can make just a story about a book being banned. Yeah. No, it's a stretch for sure. I believe they call this pandering. Yes. Yes, very true. It's like, uh, you know, fucking PB&J on a fishing line, dangling it in front of like the nearest dumb person. That's very true. That's Uh. (laughs) Mr. AJ Dungo over here. (laughs) (laughs) You know, to be fair, though, Dungo being the artist, I would hope at least that he's getting paid quite a bit for this because, you know, this uh, Jared guy is trying to get a nice fat stack of cash from uh, whichever major publisher is dumb enough to pick this up. Oh, yeah. I'm going to look up uh, AJ Dungo. I'm looking up his ad right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, this motherfucker has an agent, so Jarrett definitely knows what he's doing. It's very uh, graphic design heavy. The book? No, this AJ Dungo's art. I'm just looking Oh, oh, oh. I mean, that makes sense. Maybe they're just making like, what if an infographic was a comic? It, like, it, maybe that's what the- <laughs> It looks like he's got a book here called In Waves, uh-huh. and I'm not seeing much comic, just a lot of waves and like- <laughs> guys on surfboards damn dungo's doing a great bit then yeah i mean he looks pretty cool i mean you have to look cool your name is dungo yeah that's true well you know what props to aj dungo and uh jared diaper or whatever this other guy's name is jared Dapier. no we're keeping that jared diaper it's now his name that's a lot better than yeah uh, diaper and dungo it's my uh slight uh slight dyslexia i bet you didn't know that about me but (laughs) 
Cam Del Rosario has uh, dyslexia. Severe. Severe dyslexia. dyslexia. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, that pretty much does it for news. I just thought those two articles were very funny. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I'm not seeing much else. <laughs> yeah, slim pickings as per usual. And that's how it goes. A uh, quick round of shout outs. I did get some stuff in the mail pretty recently. One is our usual care package from the good folks over at Silver Sprocket. Uh, shout out to Avi if you're listening. All right. So I know you, Cam, got a, a fidget spinner, which I did not get. Yes. So uh, Avi, I'm taking notes here. Spinning it right now. It's, it's, it's amazing. It glides perfectly. <laughs> Uh, first off, we got from Nartoons, Puke Banter. It's a, mm. a mini comic scene here. I really love this because it's just two colors. It's a, it's a Pink Panther ripoff bootleg comic. It's called... Which is great. It's called Puke Panther? Puke Banter. Oh, Puke Banter. Yeah. Oh, damn. That's cool. I want to... Yeah, I was... Yeah, that's pretty pretty clever. I want to get one of those. Yeah, I mean, you do. You got one. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got one. I got one. <laughs> Yeah, this uh, okay, so this is by James the Stanton. Uh, no, it's just James Stanton, aka Nartoons. Yeah, it's it's a fun read. The drawings are really really good. Oh yeah, this looks awesome. It is very strange to hold a small comic zine that has a barcode on it, though. I will say that. I know uh, that always feels weird. Yeah, it's a little strange, but I get it because Silver Sprocket, who are doing the work and getting small press into the hands of a, a larger audience, which is always good. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We have another. Uh, this is a floppy, actually. It is past guest Michael Sweater. Everything sucks. Uh, folks are already familiar with uh, Michael Sweater's work. Uh, this is more of the same. It's it's just it's a fun floppy book. Always nice to see stuff from him. The cover's really nice, dude. It has like this hollow foil kind of thing on it. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if this is intentional, but the cover logo looks like A Real Monsters, which is a, a good lift if that's the case. I uh, I love Ario Monsters. It's a great, one of the best cartoons. Period. Is it really? I I yeah. actually don't know. What Ario it is. Monsters legit. It you know Ario Monsters looks like like I don't know if the creators were into small press comics, but it has the feel of it in terms of character design and art direction. It's it's really nice. I have uh, to look this up. Yeah, look it up. I don't know that what this is. <laughs> it's an old Nickelodeon cartoon. How do you spell it? Ario. Ah, uh, real monsters. Oh, ah, uh, real. Yeah, so A-A-H-H-H-H-H, and then real monsters. Ah, uh, real monsters. Yeah. Ah, real oh, monsters. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen this. Yeah, yeah, you know it. It was one of my favorite shows on Nick back then. Me too. Uh, being being Cam Del Rosario, <laughs> I, I loved this show back in 1994. <laughs> yes. You were definitely not in your father's nutsack when oh, this I show was, was airing. I wasn't even... Yeah, no, I... This this was my shit. 1994. Yeah, for sure. Holy fuck. <laughs> uh, right up there uh, with uh, Rocco's Modern Life. Yes, that's a good show. Uh, we have. Uh, Did you ever see the Rocco's Modern Life episode where he gets groomed by like an older woman? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's it's a one of my favorites. Yeah, that's a classic. <laughs> it was a real woman moment. Uh, let's see. We have here. Speaking of women moment, oh, no. <laughs> we, uh, we got a book here from Silver Sprocket, uh, Hellphone by uh, Benji Nate, who I, you know, I was about to say past guest, but surprisingly, we have not have, we have not had Benji on the show before. You're right. We haven't. And we totally need to change that. Yeah. That seems kind of strange now that I think about it. I actually, I love Benji's art. She's seriously so cool. 
Yeah, I've never really talked to her. I know you guys were going hard in the group chat. I never really talked to her before. Yeah, we used to talk a bit in the group chat, but I know she's been doing like, she gets like crazy likes on this this story she's doing right now. Mm. Well, she has like 100K followers or some shit, right? 77. Damn. Okay, yeah. Yeah, like, damn. She's doing something right. And Good for her. Yeah, this stuff looks awesome. You know, I know what Ram- uh, our friend of the show, Ramon, would say about this book. <laughs> oh, no. What? Uh, well, you know, we'll have Ramon say what I know he's going to say. But I personally think that this is a fun book. I do like that all the pages are like uh, full bleed, too. Uh, yeah, good job, Benji. Keep, uh, you know, rocking those 70K followers. What were you saying? Well, I was just saying I don't have it pulled up in front of me, but when I got it in the mail, it looked great. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, and then we have uh, from Alec Robbins, Mr. Boop. Uh, this is like a hefty hardcover too, like a fancy bound hardcover book. I was kind of surprised at uh, the uh, presentation of this thing. This is like super clean and pro. Very nice. Uh, Mr. Boop. Uh, let's see. Okay. So yeah, Alec Robbins did these series of uh, shorts and strips that have been collected into one big hefty-ass book that uh, has a nice weight to it. You could probably beat someone with this oh, pretty yeah. easily. I've seen this. This looks so cool. So cool. Yeah, it's um, it's fun. It's got a lot of shit in it, too. I mean, it is like filled to the brim with art. I love this painted cover. Yeah, the painted cover is rocks. Yeah. So sick. That's really nice. Um, And yeah, there's a bunch of other guest artists, including the cover artist in here that's uh, credited. So yeah, awesome. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so as usual, thank you so much to Avi. Go check out uh, their newest selection of books from Silver Sprocket Press. Yes, thank you. Thank you. And uh, Avi, I will be patiently waiting for my fidget spinner. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to make uh, trying to make you jealous over here, spinning it right now. Yeah, that that I mean, you were doing that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, and then last but certainly not least, past guest, friend of the show, The Big Dog, uh, last year's Pimp of the Year, Nate Grixley. He sent over Grixley number 55, as well as his newest comic, Fuck You Motherfucker, Get Out of Your Fucking Car, America's <laughs> favorite comic about men promising to kill one another, oh uh, which gosh. is actually Grixley number 56, but I just like that title. <laughs> that. That guy's crazy. He's on 56, just like... <laughs> He's just pumping them out. When, when did he start doing those? Uh, I think four or five years ago. I know he told us, and I just can't remember. Like that's but he, he makes a lot of work. Like, this guy, he told me that he will do, on a slow week, he'll do five pages uh, a week. Yeah, that's insane. So, at that rate, I could see why he has so much stuff. Although, he did admit to me that, uh, you know, uh, he's now in a relationship. Okay. Uh, They are now uh, living together. And so, he hasn't done as much work as a result because uh, that's what happens when you have a life. That's what happens, yeah. Uh, You know, you have lady friends and, you know, you got to talk to them and hang out with them. And it's, you know. They don't understand the, the comic grind. They don't. They really don't know about the hustle. Well, and, and just like any significant <laughs> other, they just like, okay, I got to sit down and draw for like 12 hours. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. can we like go get tacos or something? <laughs> yeah. I'm actually going to see Nate Grixley with uh, Nate Garcia in uh, Columbus, Ohio. 
That's right. That's right. That is uh, this weekend. Yes, April 2nd. Yes, yes, which is tomorrow. Shit, as of the day of this recording. Oh, yeah, true, true. Damn. All right. Yeah, so if you're listening to this, that shit's already happened. And uh, if you went, I hope you enjoyed it. I know I wish I could have been there. Yeah, I'm I'm going to love it. Yeah, you're going to have a great time. You're going to sell a bunch of books. Hell yeah. And uh, it's going to be a, a great place to be. If you like comics and uh, yeah, shout out to uh, MS Harkness, who I believe had a hand in organizing all of this shit as yes. usual. MS loves organizing stuff and yeah, yeah, she's awesome. I've uh, met her a few times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just a handful of times. A handful yeah. of times. That's right. <laughs> Good old pal. Uh, pimp of the year 2019 uh, or whatever. 20. Oh shit. Yeah, that's right. No, 2020. Tw- oh, 2020. Whoops. Yes, yes, yes. I'm hoping to, uh, at the Columbus show, hear Nate Garcia do a reading of uh, his comic, Muscle Horse. And I'm really looking forward to uh, the part where he does, where he narrates the fucking of the pierogi. Oh, yeah. I, I, I heard he was really looking forward to that. Well, I, I, I saw a video clip of him at Partners and Sons going, oh, uh, uh, at the pierogi <laughs> part. Great. And I just feel like that would be such a, a magical experience to experience in person and i'm really excited for tomorrow for that specific reason yeah you got to record that and make it your ringtone oh yeah hell yeah (laughs) nice yep it's gonna be a good time uh yeah so uh shout out to everyone that will be at that show uh nate uh, i hope you fail um praying for your downfall i'm kidding Nate, you're doing great. You know who's really praying for his downfall is that uh, that Jasper kid. Oh yeah, he really hates Jasper. Yeah, Jasper fucking hates him too. Yeah, I think it's a mutual hate in the game, which you know, respect. Definitely. I mean, everyone thinks like they're good friends because you know, because they're both children. Because right? they're both children, but actually, like, <laughs> we don't talk at all. Like, like that's true. <laughs> or I mean, he, him and Jasper don't talk at all. Like, just <laughs> complete good, shade good, all the time. Good recovery. <laughs> yeah no I, i'm i'm cam del rosario i'm playing uh wwe 2k22 right now pretty pretty fun oh. game <laughs> um yeah I, I should i should put in that drop from ramon where i forget what he said about nate I think it was about fanographics and how they'll just let any any loser from <laughs> for, for any any uh, loser that works at a zoo come in and do a book. <laughs> yeah, it was something like that. Yeah, literally. No, oh. no. Honestly, Nate's killing it. Like, yeah. I mean, ja- Jasper hates Nate, but me, Cam Del Rosario, I love Nate, and that's true. I'm, he's pumping it right now, and he's doing great. So, yeah. Yeah, that's true. You always, like, text me photos of Nate with, like, kissing emojis, and I never understand what that means. Oh, it's because he's, like, he's an absolute romantic stud. Like, mm. I mean, I'm in, I'm in a Discord with him, and, you know, he knows what he's doing romantically. <laughs> that's true. But we'll, that's we'll leave so that. True. This this is a, I didn't realize this was a main episode episode. thought it was a Patreon <laughs> episode, so we'll leave it at that. <laughs> we'll cut that out yeah so oh yeah ladies if you are in the philadelphia area mr nade garcia is very much single and looking oh yeah i mean ladies columbus he's gonna be there tomorrow Oh, i mean yeah that's true well if you were in columbus uh hopefully you uh you got the hookup 
Hopefully. But if you're in Philly, you know, hit the city's hottest single, Nate Garcia. Nate Garcia. No, but for real, uh, he's doing pretty awesome. And I know that Jasper is excited to see him in L.A. in uh, May 15th. Oh, yes. Yes. What's that event? Uh, Permanent Damage, I think, is what they're calling it. Permanent Damage. Okay. Okay. Is that going to be outdoors or indoors? How are they doing that? Oh, man. You'll have to ask Jasper. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. That's all right. Uh, Yeah. That'll be fun. I wish I could go. I need to make a trip out to L.A. soon. So. Yeah. We should do it together. (laughs) Yeah. That's true. We could. We'll table right across from Jasper and Nate. Make a, yeah, yeah, true. Make a little road trip. I forget, uh, me as Cam, do I drive? Yes, Cam, you do drive. Okay, yeah. Then I'll, I'll drive us down there. <laughs> yes. You can, uh, there you go. Pay the gas. <laughs> yeah. Problem <laughs> solved. Yeah, we'll be there, LA. Just you wait. Just you wait. Uh, all right. So, uh, I, you know, we had a couple of different guests lined up for this particular episode, but because you, Cam, uh, did not coordinate properly, mm-hmm. uh, none of those happened. So, uh, what's going to happen is we're going to do a sort of impromptu interview with uh, potentially, at least, I'm hoping, with a past guest, which I know is a no-no. We're not supposed to have guests we've already had on the show before. Whatever. Who cares? But, uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, it's our show, so whatever. Yeah. And we're going to have a friend of the show, past guest, Jasper Jubinville. Oh, yeah, I love him. (laughs) Or maybe I don't love him. Remind me who he is. I'm uh, suffering from a bit of amnesia. Yeah, you did did take a bump on your head. Yeah. A couple of days ago. You told me about it. Yeah, I was was playing too much WWE 2K22 on my PlayStation 5. (laughs) yeah yeah you got a little worked up i understand i mean this is like pretty cool stuff i'm I'm scrolling through his instagram right now it's very cool it's like uh yeah it's like that stylized um uh fuck my dog's barking i know one of your two little chihuahuas oh yeah my two little chihuahuas sorry no i three i love his i love his yeah three three i uh i love his art Okay, that does it for this episode, I guess. No. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, uh, yeah, we're going to take a quick break. And when we return, we will have uh, Jasper Jubinville. So stay tuned, maybe. Okay. Say hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. One day while combing the beach, Amber and Alana discovered a pair of beautiful medallions. What happened next changed their lives forever. The Santos Sisters will have you laughing from cover to cover as they fight crime, date dumb dudes, and just deal with everyday life as young women in the world. Coming in at a whopping 56 pages, this comic is printed with a four-color web press on decadent newsprint. All that for just five bucks? The number one source for underground comics in Chicago, Quimby's, says this about her comic. A style that's part Archie, part superhero, part snark, but it's all fun. And we think that's just sick. The Santos Sisters is available now in select comic book stores and online at santosisters.com. Athenium Comic Art is an original art website for some of the best cartoonists in the business. They currently represent Remy Boydell, Marie Capel France, Nicole Gu, Jonathan Hill, Emma Hunsinger, Casey Nowak, Micah Song, and Tilly Walden. 
Athenium Comic Art gives fans the opportunity to own original piece of art from their favorite comics and support the artists that they love. In their short time in business, they've already shipped many iconic pages out to hardcore fans across the globe. Don't miss out on your chance to own a one-of-a-kind piece of history. Check out their website, AtheniumComicArt.com, and type in Gutter Gang at checkout to receive free shipping on your first order. Again, the website is AtheniumComicArt.com, and the code is GutterGang. Hey Gutter Gang, Cam here to tell you about Soggy Landing again, longtime supporter of the podcast. They recently sent us printed copies of the first three chapters to review and are currently posting Chapter 4 online with updates on Instagram. And while I personally haven't seen any of Chapter 4 since I don't read webcomics, I can tell you the first three chapters are really fun to read and full of weed-smoking wizards and hijinks. They've also been contributors to Rust Belt Review issues 3 and 4 with some soggy side stories, so make sure to check those out too. You can read Soggy Landing over on Study Group Comics and over on Instagram at Ian Densford or at welcome underscore two underscore soggy underscore landing. Soggy Landing, hell yeah, dude. Tired of the same old comics? Why not try Clusterfucks Comics instead? Clusterfucks Comics is a black and white anthology comic zine featuring some of the best underground comics creators today. Creators like Adam Uter, Brian Judge, Isaac Roller, Cameron Zavala, Miguel Aguilar, Dylan Henty, Jared Cody Wolf, Paparotti, Umberto Tanella, Matthew Grant, and so many more. You haven't heard of any of those people? Well, fuck you! Grab a copy and discover their amazingness today, you uncultured swine. The first three issues are available now, with the fourth issue debuting in April. So go grab your copy today at camiscomiccorner.com slash comics with an X, or follow them on Instagram at clusterfuckscomics. Clusterfuckscomics. Comics you can clusterfucks with. The Last Aviatrix is a post-nuclear adventure comic by independent Los Angeles-based cartoonist Buster Cagle. The story follows Summer, our last aviatrix, who pilots the sole surviving airplane, a nuclear-powered B-29, as she travels the ruined world finding ways to survive and help humanity while dealing with the eminent threat of the Atomborn, a rare breed of atomic wizards that want to see her out of the sky. Her mission becomes complicated when she accidentally picks up Henry, an Atomborn child who wields incredible power, and Clementine, a berserker on a quest for vengeance. Can our aviatrix survive this ruined and irradiated wasteland? Every issue can be read for free on BusterKegel.com slash comics. Paper copies can be ordered as well, but, you know, you can still read it for free. If you like Wizards or Warplanes, go check it out. Rust Belt Review is a quarterly comics lit magazine featuring serialized and short-form comics from some of the most exciting cartoonists in the small press scene today. Volume 1 features work from Gutter alums, M.S. Harkness, Audra Stang, and Caleb Arecchio, along with work by Andrew Greenstone, Sean Knickerbocker, and Juan Jose Fernandez. You can order your copy of Rust Belt Review today by going to rustbeltreview.org. Enter in promo code GUTTER to receive two bucks off your order. Again, that website is rustbeltreview.org. Promo code GUTTER. to our program. So, 
with us uh, on this very special episode of Gutter Boys is uh, all the way in, uh, what's the name of your town in Canada? Uh, Vancouver. Wait, you're in Vancouver? I thought you were outside of Vancouver. No, no. Well, kind of outside of Vancouver. Yeah. But don't, basically don't Vancouver. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So you're like, you're like that guy that lives in Aurora and says he lives in Chicago. Yeah, that's true. I mean, okay. I don't know what Aurora is, but definitely. It's definitely not Chicago. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, I live in this place called Delta. Delta. That's it. Okay. Yeah. You've told me before. I just couldn't remember it. All right. Basically the suburb just outside of Vancouver. How far from the city are you? Oh, I can get down there in like half an hour by transit. Damn. Okay. So it's, it's not bad. No, that's not awful. Yeah. So uh, this is Cam Del Rosario speaking now. And <laughs> I am... I am... Uh, welcome to the show, Jasper. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I mean, I was just on like not that long ago. The, but it's good to be back. <laughs> yeah, Jasper, we're really milking you for content this month. I know you got you got the wrong one though. You got to get Nate now. He's the new legend. Yeah, yeah. Nate's making his moves. He's on his uh, worldwide, well, U.S. wide tour. Well, not even that. It's it's more like northwest. No, northeast, northeast tour. Yeah, that's that's it. Man, I I, I realize I sound like real bitter, but like, <laughs> 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 I know how bitter I sound. But like, honestly, no, I'm I'm really happy for Nate. I just I'm putting on an act. Yeah, it's a bit, guys. It's a bit. It's all a bit. I'm actually well, not I know, bitter. I know that you do want to uh, do more shows in the States, right? Yeah, honestly, I mean, it does kind of like suck a little bit being in Canada. I'm, well, no, no. I mean, overall, Canada's... <laughs> I'm just going to isolate that and repeat it. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Canada is cool. I love Canada. But... um. Some fucking Mounties are like knocking on your door. <laughs> Open the door, eh? We're not going to arrest you. We're just going to take you out back. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, we'll take, take you out back, eh? 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 We're going to take you out back, mate. Okay, anyway, continue. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, wrong wrong accent. I mean, we're, wrong pretty, accent. we're pretty close, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so close. But I... Uh, no, it... it I, there is like a bunch of cool people in like America that like I want to meet and like I wish I could do do shows and stuff with people in America more but I will eventually one day yeah are there any particular shows that you would like ideally table at uh man I don't know it would just be like cities that I'd want to go to like Chicago or like New York or something I don't even know what what, what is uh Chicago do they have cake yeah cake is Chicago cake yeah. is Chicago and does New York even have anything? New York does have a show. I forget what it's called. Uh, shit. <laughs> um, Michel used to tell me about this show because he tables there every year, I think, or did at least. I'm Cam right here and I'm chipping in for a second. Yes, Cam, go ahead. Well, there's obviously New York Comic Con, but that. Yes. Uh, oh, man. Okay, I don't know. I can't find it. Never mind. Yeah, th there is a small press show out there. I think it's run by, or at least partly organized by, uh, what, is, what is it, Desert Desert, Desert Island, Island Comics or something? Desert something? Desert Island, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Gabe. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the, I don't even know if that show still runs since the pandemic. Uh, there's, let's see. I don't know who would want to go to Bethesda, Maryland, but uh, SPX is there. Bethesda, Maryland. Yeah, yeah. That's That's where SPX is held every year. That the game studio that developed Fallout? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Oh, hell yeah. I want to go there. 
Uh, I don't think the game studio is actually physically in Bethesda, Maryland, but that's the that's the name. Never mind. <laughs> There's nothing there. Like it's just it's just a suburb for DC people. I I don't really know my my states. Uh, this is Jasper talking now. I don't really know <laughs> my states. It's just kind of like lump like places like Idaho and Oklahoma and like all these like. <laughs> Wait, why why do you know Idaho? <laughs> I don't know because it's one of those like backstate places that just like nobody lives in and nothing so you, exciting happens in so you just know the flyover states is that a flyover state it is yeah are those like the states in the middle yeah then yeah i know all those ones okay like, yeah 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 what all about right. like i'm i'm in a flyover state where, wait where are you iowa oh <laughs> okay iowa and idaho they're not the same right no they're very different states yeah <laughs> okay but to me they're, they're just like they seem like desert like are they deserts? No. Whoa, damn. Man, I'm going to look like a real idiot up here. No, Idaho and Iowa are like very foresty. Uh, Iowa is a little mountainous. Or not Iowa, sorry. I- Idaho is a little mountainous. It's actually really pretty. Idaho is very beautiful. Okay. Well, hey, I'll have to go. Well, there you go. Get some potatoes. Yeah, potatoes. That's what That's what you get. I, I knew that. I knew that. <laughs> Uh, and then in LA, there's a couple. I mean, you have LA Zine Fest, obviously. Chicago has Chicago Zine Fest. Yeah. Uh, there's another small press show in LA. I forget what it's called. Something cartoon, something. I don't remember. Well, as Jasper, a cartoonist who hasn't been to many shows, I would love to. I mean, I don't even care if it's a show in Idaho or Iowa. I want to go there. And well. Meet. You know, unfortunately, there are no comic shows that I know of that are in either of those states. So, so there's no reason to visit. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Obviously, there's Columbus, Ohio. Okay. Yeah. That's where CXC is. Yeah. That's where the Cartoon Museum is. And that's where me, uh, as Cam Del Rosario, am going tomorrow. Yes. And you've been there before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it there. Yeah, you visited the museum. I know Jasper. I'm speaking to you, Jasper. You would love that museum. I would. I've seen like pictures of people there and like, is that the the Billy Ireland? The Billy Ireland, yes. And that's where you can touch. Well, you're not technically supposed to touch it, but you could potentially touch uh, your boy's desk. Chester Gold's. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. I am actually kind of jealous of that. I, I would love to go there. Well, you know, try and do CXC next year. Yeah, true. I, 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 I will. If we don't hit by, as long as we're not hit by like a 12th variant. Is that like a hurricane or something? No, COVID. Oh. <laughs> okay. Gosh, I sound so dumb, man. Is that like a hurricane? <laughs> Hurricanes don't even go near Ohio. Where do you think Ohio is? I guess that's like tornadoes, right? Like hurricanes come from the ocean, right? It's more coastal. Yeah, hurricanes are more coastal. Okay, sorry. I'm a Pacific Coast uh, baby. Yes. I I only know what I know. Okay, that's good. That's a good quote. You should put that in your bio. (laughs) Yeah, I only know what I know, Jasper (laughs) Jukmanville. Just a very thoughtful photo of you. <laughs> yeah, I need, I need like a good author photo. Oh yes. I, I what was would be actually, your what would be your ideal author photo? Like, what's the setup? Oh, I was thinking of doing something like really cool. Like, I wanted like an old like bank robber bandana mask, and like I I had this idea that I, like I would that. go I would just go totally over the top, and like I have this like fake Dick Tracy gun. 
And I was oh, like, going to yes. hold that. It's because it's from the 30s. So it looks like a real gun. Right. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to hold that and like just go way over the top and be crazy. But then I was like, I don't know. This might be kind of cringe. No, I think that would be sick. It'd be funny if you were dressed like a detective and you like had a magnifying glass, you know, just like looking at something off camera. Well, yeah, yeah. I was going to put on like a suit and stuff and like (laughs) just be totally over the top. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm into that. Yeah. Like almost like be a character. (laughs) I think uh, my next book, I'm probably just going to do a photo of uh, AJ Soprano wearing like a Pantera shirt. And then that's (laughs) that's my author photo. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) <laughs> so so what no fucking ZD? <laughs> uh yeah I, I don't really like author photos uh personally but yours your ideas are good so well yeah i don't either there's something kind of like i don't know a little bit like egotistical maybe yeah it's a little weird but i think if you pull it off in a fun way yeah i mean the bank robber thing is very funny <laughs> Well, the old timey, like just (laughs) black and white striped shirt. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's really good. I kind of like the old, the idea of like mixing like uh, drawings with like actual photos and stuff. Ooh, yes. So that's kind of like the idea sometimes. Like, I feel like it would be fun to have like someone dress up as Diva maybe and like kind of mix it in with the comics. That would be cool. Yeah. Do you know anyone that would be like the perfect Dynamite Diva? Well, you know, her features are very comical. And over the top. And um, you get uh, Julia Fox <laughs> to be Dynamite Diva. That would be kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, she would. She would probably pull a good diva. I, the thing is, is like, I couldn't really ask anybody to do it. Well, yeah, right. Because like, that would upset my girlfriend. <laughs> well, I was going to say it'd be weird, but yeah, that too. Well, it would be weird. It, obviously, yeah, it'd be weird, but. It would be weird because it would upset my girlfriend. Why not your girlfriend? No, she she could do it, and I, and I want her to do it. Like honestly, okay. that's what I was leading up to. Now, would this lead, like, would this segue into some kind of kink? No, 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 <laughs> no. It's um. Have you ever fucked your own cartoon character? No, no. <laughs> I feel like people maybe think that I draw her like that because like I do find her attractive or something. But honestly, like sometimes I'll have like guys like commenting on my drawings and stuff and they're like diva looks so hot in this that's weird yeah and it's kind of weird <laughs> weird. it weirds me out yeah. yeah i do love that brand of horny though where they're just like oh jessica rabbit oh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> like a grown man <laughs> no it's it's like it's never when i'm actually drawing it's never like oh yeah i'm so turned on right now or something yeah. It's it's almost like i kind of diva is supposed to be kind of like a satire of like these over the top 60s characters and stuff so there's something really comical about like these huge thighs and like you know yeah the betty boop logic yeah yeah kind of like that but it's always weird when i mean i I think the first time i came on this show somebody asked me who's your favorite like cake artist oh yeah that's right yeah yeah and it's just kind of weird like i don't i don't think about that you know but there yeah there definitely are cartoonists that specialize in that there are, but it's almost kind of like weird if you were just a cartoonist that just draws like sexy stuff. Yeah, which, uh, yeah, there definitely are guys that do that. There's right? a lot. There's and a women. Lot. You know, there are women that do that too. Yeah, yeah. But it's cooler when women do it. Yes, that's true. It is objectively cooler. It is. It's a lot cooler, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think that'd be a fun idea to, to put into a, a future story. Uh, it would be very Homer 3D type of deal. Yeah, yeah. I also want to do like kind of, because I did, I did uh, my uh, buddy Scott Lahid. 
he did like a Laura Croft like Tomb Raider diva, like a 3D oh. rig of her. Okay. It's printed in the book and like it's really cool. So like a PS like a PlayStation style Yeah, graphics. like a like a PS1, PS2 style diva uh, okay, video game. Okay. It was kind of um I don't know, have you ever played um Grim Fandango? Grim Fandango. Yeah, it's like a Lucasfilm game. It's from like I want to say 98. 1998 is he is that related to aj dungo <laughs> no it's not related to aj dungo oh, okay okay but anyways that was kind of the inspiration for it oh okay all right it's a good game yeah. you should check it out i i will maybe <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh yeah a dynamite diva game would be cool uh, there's a lot of like merchandising uh opportunities with dynamite diva and yeah. you've kind of you've kind of segue a little bit into that on your own. Like you've you've done a minifigure, you've done a cloth doll, yeah, uh, which was recent, and I'm kind of bummed I missed that. Yeah, I wish I could make more. I mean, maybe maybe I could, but uh, yeah, it's just fun to have fun because I think I was saying this last episode. I feel like we're repeating what I was saying last episode. <laughs> well, that one was Patreon, so to be fair. Oh, okay, cool, yeah. Yeah, no, the kind of the idea with Diva is is, you know, a lot of old-timey characters you do they do make a lot of merch and they like a lot of weird thing like lunch boxes and toothbrush holders and like, you know, just a bunch of random stuff. And I think it works perfectly for Diva. So I want to have like just a bunch of ideas mm. that you know that like a bunch of weird merch ideas. Yeah, it's like soap holders and uh Yeah, soap holders. Thermoses and yeah. It's, yeah. uh, it can be endless. Yeah, no, I, I am thinking about other things I want to do. I haven't really come up with anything yet, but... Condoms? Yeah, condoms. We were actually, when we were um, setting up the book, there was some talk about doing uh, rolling papers. Oh, yeah, that's right. I do remember you mentioning that. Yeah. yeah. Did that never happen? It never happened. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what happened, hmm. but... I don't know. I think that... Maybe, uh, maybe you should do a bong. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like a bong shaped like Diva's leg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was thinking like, yeah, it could be Diva. It could be her head. It could be her whole body. It yeah. Could be her oh, yeah, doing yeah, a like... handstand and then the mouthpiece comes out of her ass. I don't know. There's, there's a lot of different <laughs> opportunities there that you could, you, different approaches that you could take with that. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. I uh, The only thing is, is like, I would love to do that kind of stuff. It's just, it's like, can be expensive, you know, to like well, front, yeah. front the cost for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Production. Right. Which, you know, explains the minifigure and the soft doll, the cloth doll. Yeah. I'd imagined the the cost up front isn't nearly as high for stuff like that. Yeah. No, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. I think it, I kind of paid for like the materials and then we, we had just split the profits with the, the lady who helped me. Mm, okay. Did your girlfriend do anything like that? Like, does she make stuff? Uh, no, my girlfriend doesn't like make, well, she, she makes different kind of stuff. She's got like a, she'll make like candles and stuff, but it doesn't over like, it doesn't overlap necessarily with what I'm doing. I don't know. If you could sell a dynamite diva candle. That would uh, be cool. Yeah. She was talking about, she wants to do tarot cards and I was like, that would actually be fun to yeah draw a set of tarot cards for you. That would be, that. I would love to see your approach to that actually. Yeah. But the thing is, is she's a. Uh, the details have to be just right. Like she was showing me videos about it. Like the eyes have to go a certain way that, you know, well, I don't know about all that. It's I mean. very spiritual. Okay. Well, the way I'm thinking of it is you just drawing your interpretations of those cards using, you know, dynamite diva characters. I don't think my girlfriend would be cool with that. 
well, she's wrong. So that's fine. Uh, yeah, that's I'd want to do it. But I mean, at that point, then, I mean, if somebody was really obsessed with those things, because I've never heard of anybody say that. So if they were that obsessed about it, I don't think they would buy a Dynamite Diva themed tarot deck anyway. Yeah, that's true. But I think that would be fun. And I might playing cards, just regular old playing cards, just with Dynamite Diva characters. True. Hey, I, I haven't heard from, from Cam very much. How's he doing over there? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> got, I got a little caught up with my uh, WWE 2K22. <laughs> smoking, a, yeah. smoking a fatty right now. Yeah, Cam loves his WWE 2K and smoking weed. If there's one, <laughs> if there's one thing I know about Cam, <laughs> it's those two things. Yeah, I'm having a real, uh, a real staycation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I already made that joke. I mean, Cam, Cam, you already made that joke. Oh fuck! Sorry, I'm too stoned right now. <laughs> Yes, his his famous one-liner, I'm too stoned right now. <laughs> I'm too stoned to make comics. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, that should be the name of your next comic, Cam. I'm too stoned to make comics. <laughs> no, I don't want to rip on Cam. His comics always rock when they come out. Uh, that's true. Cam, what do you think? Do you think your comics rock? Yeah, they're pretty good. I just... Uh, don't do them as much as I should. It's <laughs> it's because of WWE uh, yeah. 2K22. Right. Oh, now, speaking of video games, I figure we, this is a perfect time to segue into your recent love for uh, Elden Ring. Are, are you talking to me, Cam? I'm talking to Jasper? Jasper. Cam doesn't give a shit about Elden Ring. Yeah, it's too hard for me. Yeah, uh, did you quit? <laughs> I'm Cam talking right now. Oh, okay. Elden Ring <laughs> is too hard. I just stick to WWE 2K22. <laughs> Like a simpleton. <laughs> yeah, like a simpleton. But me, Jasper over here, the gaming expert. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, slashing hard at Elden Ring. Oh hell yeah! Are you, you playing got a new fit yet? Oh me? No, I, I haven't played. I I just my thinking was I have to beat Red Dead Redemption first, and then I'll play Elden Ring. You haven't beat Red Dead Redemption yet? No, mostly because I'm trying to do all the side quests. Okay, fair enough. There's a like, ton to do yeah. in that. Yeah, I'm trying to get 100%, so it's going to take me a while. Oh, dude, you're trying to get 100%? That's impossible. No, it's totally possible. I guess, but it's really hard. It's hard, but it's possible. Research all the animals and stuff and like... Yep, and then I got to get all the fruits and veggies and whatever yeah, the fuck you can pick. Fucked. I got to do all the the missions and... Uh, what are the challenges? Yeah, the challenges. The challenge. Are you playing... Challenges. Are you playing uh, multiplayer too? No, no, I don't have the time. Really? Because I think in order to get 100%, I think you need to play some online. I mean, I created a character and I played for like 10 minutes, but I haven't really done much beyond that. Okay. But yeah, uh, Red Dead Rocks, that game was really big for me a few years ago. Jasper yeah. talking. Yeah, Cam it's, only... it's a perfect game. Cam plays dumb games like Call of Duty <laughs> and like buys like stupid skins like the scream skin <laughs> yeah that was uh pretty well i think i only bought one skin and it was the weed skin <laughs> <laughs> actually i shouldn't be so mean call call of duty is pretty cool yeah they're fine i don't know it's a good just lay back and chill kind of game which yes, is perfect yes. for cam because he's always high he's always laying back and chilling so he's yeah. always laying back he's always having a staycation yeah that's true yeah yeah uh, so, how would you compare it to Elden Ring with Red Dead? 
because uh, they're they're both open world, right? Yeah, it's way harder and like really fucking hard. I'm having a really hard time with it. Uh, if I'm being honest, I'm surprised that you're not playing it because you're posting all these memes about it. Yeah, because it's funny. <laughs> yeah, but like like you posted that meme about that one guy, like freaking Margot would roll a horrible joint, and I'm like, how does he know who this guy is if he haven't played the game? <laughs> no, I it's um. Memes in Elden Ring for me is interesting because I'm learning from both. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm learning from Elden Ring and I'm also learning from meme culture. So, true. It's a very educational experience. I feel like you do really stay on top of the meme culture. Yeah, man, you gotta. You're very in sync with it. Yeah, I try to. Yeah. I like to think of it as my one good deed of the day. Yeah, no, is, I, I like that. That's a good way to think of it. It's like, uh, I'm not rolling in money, so I can't help anyone financially, but. I can make people giggle while they're taking a shit. Yeah, you gotta... Yeah, and that's the only time I watch your stories. Yeah, that's usually the case for most people. Yeah. Sometimes I'll, like, open one story and I'll be like, okay, there's some more, but I'm not gonna look at them right now because I want to give them my full attention. So I'm gonna <laughs> wait until I'm taking a shit and come back to them. Wow, you're very tactical about your meme consumption. I'm very tactical about about everything. Very nice. I'm picturing you in like full SWAT gear and like the fucking splinter cell, like uh, <laughs> binocular gear, headgear things while you're taking shit. <laughs> well, you know what? It's just the reality of things is I'm always taking a shit. <laughs> nice. It's not like I am actually saving time to go and look at your memes because I'm just always on the toilet. There you go. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. This is a really... Yeah, Tell everything episode. <laughs> yeah, this is a tell all, very revealing. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, no, I'll, I'll get to Elden Ring. Uh, you know, hopefully by the time I do beat Red Dead, or at least enough to the point where I'm satisfied, yeah. then the the price will go down by then. So, have you beat the story for Red Dead yet? Like the main? No, I haven't. I am like one or two missions away from the epilogue. Okay, and and then I'll have the I'll have to do that whole series of missions and side quests. So. All right, all right. Well, yeah, yeah obviously, I'm not going to say anything. That would be a total dick. Move. I already know what happens. I mean. Oh, man. That's just, that sucks. Yeah, it does suck, but I already know. It's fine. Okay. The game's, I mean, the game's been out for like three years, so. It's True. No one's fault but my own. But like, I actually got teary-eyed playing that game. Oh, that's why I'm dragging out <laughs> the last two missions, because <laughs> I'm like, I know what's going to happen, yeah. and I don't like it. Yeah. I, I think I played like. I have like almost 400 hours on that game. And I think I'm I'm thinking around there, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I played through it like twice and I savored every moment the second time. Yeah, it's a great game. It it's it is a very sad <laughs> sad ending and I don't want to think about it. It's it sucks. I've been I've been treating them really well, you know? I've been yeah. giving them a lot of baths and giving uh, them some really fancy is, foods. This is Cam right now. So, yeah, I don't know anything about Red Dead Redemption, but Actually, Cam, you have played Red Dead Redemption. Oh, yeah. I have played uh, uh, Red Dead Redemption. Great game. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Do you guys um, know anything about uh, Rey Mysterio from WWE 2K22? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) What about Rey Mysterio? (laughs) He is my favorite wrestler besides besides The Rock. (laughs) Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Why is Rey Mysterio your favorite wrestler? I just, like, he's really cool, and his lore is really cool. Yeah, that's true, Cam. You never shut up about Raymond Studio's <laughs> lore. 
Yeah, Rey Mysterio's lore and like his offspring, like his son. Oh my gosh. That guy's a stud. Yeah, you're always saying that. That's true. <laughs> um, all right, so <laughs> so that we can get back into some comic stuff, because I'm sure people listening to this are just like, are they just going to fucking talk about Elden Ring and Red Dead? Yeah, yeah. Or a half hour. Uh, yeah, so let's 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 talk process. Let's talk process. Um, sure. Now, when you're laying out pages and stuff, okay. Well, let's let's get to the very beginning. Okay. Do you write out a script? No. Okay. Uh, well, actually, recently I have started doing that a little more, like getting down okay. my ideas a little more, because I feel like I want to uh, take the diva story in more serious directions and like kind of express different um, different sorts of emotions, I guess, and like. Make it, not make it serious, but just make the story more involved. So I, I have kind of started writing out scripts a little more is what I'm getting at. So you're thinking of like the larger, broader idea of a of a narrative for Diva. Yeah, I, w- I want to like make her more of a character. You know, like she's I think like the first the last issue has the most character development to her. Mm-hmm. But uh, the first few stories are very much just her shooting stuff and like you know but with my fourth issue i want to bring a more not realistic because i'm obviously want to keep it very comic-y but uh just more character development to her if that makes sense yeah no that that makes sense yeah so you're starting to write scripts before you weren't so how would you approach a single issue for example like uh, like did you just do thumbs of the whole thing just kind of spitballing it in the drawings no, I didn't I didn't really thumb anything out. It was basically just I, I kinda just went for it. And that was what made it fun for me was the idea of kind of jumping into the unknown. But yeah. reading back the first few stories, like things could be done better, I feel, if I had planned it out a little more. Okay, okay. Yeah. So you were just were you penciling, inking and coloring page by page, or was it like, you know, kind of penciling them all and then inking them all or how how did you do that well it was kind of like i would do a page uh and i would just pencil it and then ink it and then i do the next page pencil ink and then color all at la at the uh the very end i mean uh the first few issues weren't colored because uh, i like the black and white look but i colored them for the the book the collection okay yeah, I think I'll do Diva Four in uh, black and white. When I when I draw, sometimes I I think about whether or not it's going to be a black and white or color drawing. Mm-hmm. And when I went into Diva Four, I was thinking about uh, this is going to look better in black and white. So I will probably just leave it black and white. And when you're coloring, you're doing it digitally. Yeah, I'm doing digitally, but I'm I don't really like do anything too crazy. I feel like when I put too many colors, it starts looking really digital. If you know what that you know what I mean. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So I, I just stick with the uh, one or two colors and I feel like it matches the vibe that I want to give off. Are you you doing any comics, JB? Yeah, no, I, I quit comics. Yeah, that's what I heard. I actually, I did do that four page short uh, recently. That was the last thing I worked on. That was a comic. Okay. And it was for the, uh, actually, the comic that you did a cover for, for Jared Cody Wolf. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The winter special. Yeah. Which is, I think, going to be a summer special at this point. Yeah. I mean, I should probably change that for him. I wouldn't worry about it. I don't think Jared's worried about it either. But yeah, I'm excited to see that. I've seen some of your drawings from that. That's looking really cool. Yeah, I posted the pages on uh, on the Patreon. Oh, I for, gotta check for, for people to check them out. Uh, it's black and white, no color. I might actually, you know, 
after I finished that, I kind of liked, uh, I, I enjoyed it to the point where I was like, oh, maybe I do like making comics again. Yeah. So I was thinking, well, maybe I'll do like a 48 page comic and it's all these short stories, like, you know, four to eight page stories yeah. that are all based on toys. Oh, that would be cool. So, like, that one would be the Ninja Turtle one, and then I would do one based on, like, Food Fighters, and then another one based on, like, a bootleg line, and so on and so forth. Yes, that would be... Oh, yeah, Food Fighters would be cool. You got to do, um... Is it Toxic Crusaders? Yes. Ooh, that's a good call. I didn't even think about that. That would be a really fun one. That would be, yeah. Well, is that what they're called, or is that just the name of the... Or is he the Toxic Avenger? Well, okay, so Troma's original movie was called Toxic Avenger. Yeah. And then once, uh, I forget how they managed this, but it got licensed out and then got rebranded as Toxic Crusaders for a cartoon and toy line. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then it kind of went nowhere after that and the show got canceled. The toy line only lasted for one series. Yeah. So, yeah. Toxie, that's his name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Toxic Crusaders. You also got to do um, oh, Ninjago, Ninjago. Yeah, uh, no, what are they? I think they're called like Silverhawks or something. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I never really got into Silverhawks. Yeah, I think honestly, that might be I, before my time. I honestly didn't either. I'm just throwing out toy names that I can think of. Yeah, like uh, Silverhawks, Tiger Sharks, uh, Thundercats. I'm probably not going to do anything with those. Yeah. I have no attachment to those. Thundercats are like the lamest of those. I agree. You got He-Man, you got Ninja Turtles, you got... And then like there is a dedicated fan base for Thundercats, but like it's just not for me. Yeah, same. And you know what? I appreciate from like a, from like an art direction standpoint... He-Man and Masters of the Universe, but I don't really care about Masters of the Universe. Like, I don't collect any Masters. Yeah. I don't really have anything Masters of the Universe related. The only things that I do have that are kind of related are some of the bootlegs. Yeah, those are pretty epic. Yes, I think those are better, or at least more interesting to me. Well, bootlegs of any toy are are just better. I agree, yes. They're just, it's just way more fun to see someone, like, try and capture the same kind of energy and just, like, totally screw up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, just unintentionally fumble the ball so hard. It, yeah, know? and it just it just works out perfect. Yeah, it's it's like uh, it's like really bad movies that were not intended to be really bad. Yeah, 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 exactly. Those are the best kinds of movies. I don't, you know, like I can I can kind of enjoy intentionally bad movies to a degree, but they're not nearly as good as the ones that weren't intended to be bad. E- exactly, exactly. It's the same for me, and I think it's the same for most people. With taste, yes. Yes. Yeah, true, true. (laughs) True. Yeah, because there's so many many movies, you know, like um, after sci-fi did, uh, what was that called? Tornado Shark or some shit like that? Oh, Sharknado. Sharknado, thank you. Like all those movies that came out that were in that vein of just like on the nose, like we know it's bad, ha ha. I don't oh, really yeah. care about it. It can't stand that. No, it's dumb. It's it's uninteresting and it's usually not even funny. That's kind of like what I uh, struggle with with Diva because I do take a lot of inspiration from that kind of stuff. Sure. So, I want to like be on the fence about am I making this too stupid? Like can people see through it and see? I don't know. I guess that makes sense. But yeah, all that Sharknado stuff was stupid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's like a sequel they did of Samurai Cop. Oh, yeah. Like a, a couple years ago, and it looks fucking awful. And yeah, 
I just, I just don't care. I just, I'd rather just rewatch Samurai Cop. Yeah, exactly. I've never seen F- Samurai Cop though. Oh, you gotta watch Samurai Cop. That movie rocks. I never really got into the like '80s bad movies. Oh, those are the best ones. Yeah, I like, I like the '60s and '70s ones a little more. Oh, dude, you're missing out. You're missing out quite a bit. I know. There's a huge following for like those like '80s horror movies. I, I do like them. But uh, it's just my heart's always been a little more in the 60s, 70s B-movie uh, vein. Yeah. No, I, I appreciate those too, but there's something about the 80s where it just went fully unhinged. Yeah, I get that. Okay, well, have you ever seen uh, Thriller, A Cruel Picture? Yeah. Have you seen the uncut version? Yes, that's the, uh, that's the version I have, yeah. That's pretty unhinged. It's pretty unhinged, but it's also like European, you know, like yeah, it's also true. produced by people who like clearly make porn anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. So it wasn't really that far removed from that. I, I guess. I know, guess. It's still a great movie. I mean. Yeah. And I, and I only bring that up because that was like a very clear inspiration for Diva. But I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> Minus the internal cream pies. Right. Oh, yeah. fuck. That's disgusting. <laughs> I'm, I don't. I can't really think of a non-porn movie that was just straight up like showed that in a movie. I I've thought about it before. Like I'm trying to think of like movies that like show come that aren't like porn movies. And it's you can't think of one. Well, I can think of one. Well, what is it? Uh, Silence of the Lambs. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, where he throws it at her. Yeah, you get to see a bit. That's true. Good point. Good point. But that's clearly staged, and it's clearly not actual comedy. Well, well, yeah. Okay, yeah. It's you know not what I like mean? Thriller, like when you watch Thriller, there, there's no like movie magic going on. There. Yeah, no. It's, <laughs> that, yeah. that is straight up just a penis <laughs> ejaculating into a woman. Like there's oh no, my gosh. you know, it's fucking horrifying. It makes me shudder at the sight. There's something disgusting about '70s porn. Like what people in the '70s actually had sex. <laughs> Ew, people in the past had sex. Well, it's kind of, yeah, it's like, it's gross. I don't want to think about, like, these old people. Or not that, it's just kind of like you think, like, I don't know, people back in those olden days, like, they used to, like, sex existed. It's kind of like when you're a kid and you think, like, damn, so movies from back in the day were all in black and white. So does that mean everything was black and white? <laughs> damn asking the big questions yeah jasper yeah so it's like whoa like porn is relatively a new thing right so like that existed no not at all well i know i know but like it you kind of think like damn that existed before anyways this is severe tangent we've completely (laughs) derailed uh yeah well if you ever want a list of recommendations for 80s b movies let me know yeah no hit me up because I mean, I've seen a few. Like, I've seen, like, the... Uh, who's that director that did Scanners? Oh, Cronenberg. Cron- yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen, like, a lot of his uh, early yeah. stuff, and he's really good. I'm trying to think of, like, other 80s. Carpenter? I know you've seen some John Carpenter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Wes Craven, of course. And Wes Craven. I'm sure you've seen some Italian 80s movies. Probably. I'm really bad with names and, like, remembering things, but yeah, probably there's yeah there's quite a few i mean like i know the high point a lot of people when they think of like italian horror it's like somewhere in the 70s late 70s but yeah a bulk of some of the best ones i think are from the 80s yeah like what's the one uh there's some good european ones like uh silo i think it's called 
and oh, um, uh, Salo or Salo, one hundred and thirty days of Sodom. Yeah, that one. And I uh, think that might be a late seventies one. Actually, I think is I that eighties? Okay, late seventies. Yeah. Just just the other day, actually, I watched this really good one. I'm gonna pull up my letterbox real quick. It's a uh, horror film. I think it might be the eighties. It was called man. What was it called? Angst from nineteen eighty three. Angst. Angst. Directed by Gerald Cargill. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not familiar. It's really fucking good. I really okay. liked it. I'll have to check that out. It's like this serial killer guy and you kind of like follow him around and he, he just gets out of prison and like immediately he wants to kill again. <laughs> yeah. So he goes to this house and breaks in and just like kills the whole family. And that is the movie. But just the way it's filmed is like, it's like, I've heard it's what inspired... um Gaspar oh. Nouveau, the the guy who did Climax and like um I don't know, he films really uh like sickening films like like the camera work makes you feel nauseous. Yeah, a lot of handheld stuff. Yeah, kind of. Anyways, good film, 1983, you should check that one out. I will. I will. Angst. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll see you. All right. All right. So, uh cutting back into comics. You you said that you were trying to lay out more of a consistent narrative with Diva. Mm-hmm. So, how far in the future have you planned out? I don't know, like maybe like a year or so. It's it's not like I've really planned anything out. It's just I have ideas that I want to bring okay. to fruition. But you have scripts, though. You're like kind of working on scripts. Well, I just kind of do script uh, for each issue. So, I have a script for issue four and I've got a script for this little mini that I'm doing right now. Okay. But it's a very loose script still. Mm. But yeah. Mm. Are you going to keep them black and white? Or are you going to continue coloring them? Uh, issue four, I will. Uh, this little mini I'm doing for permanent damage, I'm going to color. And uh, I don't know. I, th- I think, you know, if I do color them, it's going to be minimal color. Okay. Yeah. And you haven't done Rizzo, right? No, I've never done uh, I've never done Rizzo or Rizzo or whatever. Yeah. I think we talked about this. Maybe. I can't remember. Yeah, I would. I just, the only thing I worry about is like they break down really easy. How so? Well, I've heard that they don't uh, last very well. They don't preserve very well. You mean like the the actual print itself? Yeah, the actual print itself. Uh, Yeah, I haven't heard that before, actually. Uh, That's interesting. Oh, really? Yeah. I have like this little Rizzo sketchbook and I was holding one side of it while I was drawing and like the Rizzo ink. Sorry, my dog is barking. (laughs) The, The Rizzo ink was actually like rubbing off onto my hand. Oh, I know. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's common. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked like faded on the other end. Yeah. That depends on the printer and how much ink they're using. Like, uh, you know, like what gradient they're using for the screen. Because if, if you're putting on too much ink onto the paper, then that kind of worsens that attribute. And then, you know. Yeah, that's true. You get issues. Uh, I personally haven't had too much of a problem with Rizo in terms of like... Uh, Have you... Uh- You've done like Rizo prints? Yeah, I've done prints. I've done. Oh, you did um comics. That comic, yeah, I've got that one. With it's like the kaiju. Yeah, I've done drawing zines in in uh, Rizo. I've done shorts for anthologies that were printed in Rizo. Yeah. So it, I think yeah, a lot of it does depend on who's actually handling the print job. Well, those those ones are with. Uh, is it really easy press? Yes, yes. And they're based uh, kind of near you in Seattle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They do a super good job. Like, anything I've got from them, their books look so nice. 
Yeah. Uh, Eric is, for better or for worse, very, very uh, detail-oriented when it comes to using his Ryzo machine. So... I would say he, that's for better. Yeah. Like one of the things about Ryzo that, you know, some people want and kind of use to their benefit is a lot of the uh, glitches or small occurrences that occur in the machine that cause for misalignment. Yeah. And so the layers will have like this slight differentiation where they're, you know, overprinting and whatnot. And yeah. he makes sure that that stuff happens almost not at all, which wow. is crazy to me because that's like... I can't imagine how much time he's taking just to set up a single print run. Yeah, I, I got to pull those out again and take a look at them because I, I just remember when I did get them, I was like, wow, this looks so good. Yeah. And another person that does a really great job with their printing is uh, Yewan Kwan. Uh, whenever they print Rizo, I've done a couple of shorts for their anthology series. And every time I've got something, something back from them, it's always been like pretty similar to really easy press in terms of execution. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm not familiar with that, but I'll have to check them. That's cool. Yeah, we've had Yewon on. Oh, shit. It was a while ago. We had them on a bonus a couple times, maybe once actually, now I think about it. Ye Yewon's great. Their work is really, really good. Okay, awesome. Well, I'll definitely have to check them out. And they are now located in Seattle. They were formerly in Chicago, but now they're near you. So Nice. Oh, speaking of Seattle, that's another place that has a small press show that you would probably want to do. Yes, I do. I really want to do it. Uh, short Run. Short Run, yeah. Yeah, which is a, a one-day event, which is great. Right. Yeah. It's like the perfect amount of time for a show, I think. And I tabled at that show back in 2019. Had a blast. Yeah, yeah. I, really, uh, really fun. I really want to do short run. I want to get like, I think they're supposed to make like a train down to Seattle. Really? I, yeah. I, I hope that happens between Vancouver and Seattle. Yeah. Because there was some talk of that because we have an old station that goes up to the mountains here that uh, they're not using anymore. But, and I was just like, man, I hope they do actually do that because I would love to go down to Seattle. It's be nice and easy on a train. Yeah, that would rock because uh, if I ever visit Seattle, that means I could go to Vancouver uh, pretty easily. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, exactly. And Vancouver is a pretty cool city for like, well, it's a cool city in general, but also like we do have a pretty cool comic scene. There's some really cool artists up here. Yeah. When I went, I didn't, I didn't really notice anything like that, except I did see uh, Vancouver really likes uh, open air markets. Yeah. Yeah. That's and true. And very expensive sushi places. Yes. Everything's <laughs> very expensive. So when did you come to Vancouver? Oh, this was back in, fuck, I think 2018 was when I went up to Vancouver when I was in Seattle for Emerald City. Nice. It was completely unplanned too. Uh, the friend I was staying with, she needed to drive up to Vancouver for a day and I didn't feel like tabling at Emerald City for another day. So I just drove up with her. Yeah. Vancouver's a really cool city. It's just very, um, I know what you mean, like open city markets and like, yeah, but I could show you around all the cool places if you ever come back. Yeah, that'd be great. I think you and another person are the only people I know in Vancouver, so that would be cool to come and visit y'all. There's a few of us. We've got, um, we used to have Royal uh, Brandon Grant. Oh. Yes, that controversial figure. <laughs> uh, he's not there anymore? I don't think so. Okay, okay. Who else? Um, Mark Bell is around Mark here. Bell. He's the guy that the minions ripped off. No shit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that guy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, who else? Oh, um, Ryan Heshka lives here. Okay. So okay. that guy, that guy's pretty cool. I've never seen him though, but I would mm. love to meet him. 
Hmm. Yeah. Some cool people. Yeah. No, I'd like to go again. It was really pretty. I mean, it was basically like Seattle 2.0. Uh, yeah. It was, you know, coastal city, very fancy. Well, you clearly didn't go down to the uh, the West End. Uh, maybe I didn't. Um, where uh, all the drugs and stuff are. Oh, okay. You know, I I think we went through uh, some part of the city that wasn't like the coastal fancy area. Yeah, it's um, it's pretty hard to miss. If you're in the heart we- of downtown, it's you're going to go right through the center of just okay. like drugs and like it's pretty crazy actually. Maybe that is there like a line like on the roads, the main road, the like lines of shops in terms of like like restaurants, like kebab places and things oh, like that. Oh yeah. Okay, so yeah, I did go through there. Okay. Probably. Um yeah, we went through there. We went to uh what's that like? It's like a park and it's like kind of like secluded from everything. Oh, it's almost uh, like an island Stanley sort of. Park. That's maybe yeah, that's my I think that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's like kind of almost mountainous and you yeah. can do these trails and stuff. It was really really pretty. Like yeah. Really nice. There's too many coyotes there and they've been eating kids. <laughs> fuck really <laughs> yeah damn uh okay well we luckily didn't have any coyote issues yeah they've when been, we went like a few months ago a little girl went to feed a coyote and she got attacked why would you why would you go to feed a coyote i don't know and then they, they put down the coyote and a lot of people got pretty mad about that yeah that's on the parents what the fuck are they doing just yeah. like here sweetie go feed that nice doggy <laughs> yeah man i don't that's fucking dumb yeah <laughs> holy shit okay all right. Well, uh, luckily I don't have kids, so I won't have to worry about that. But yeah, I, I, I definitely need to make my trip back there sometime soon. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll see. All right. Well, uh, anyway, that I think about does it for this episode. Uh, Jasper, where can people find you uh, on the internet? Um, you can find me Jasper Jubinville, uh, jasper.jubinville at, uh, on Instagram and whatever. You can link everything else there. And there you uh, go. See you guys. And uh, Cam is going to quickly say goodbye right now. Uh, bye, guys. I missed everything because I was so high. <laughs> and I was kicking some ass with Rey Mysterio on WWE 2K22. <laughs> it's great. I'm glad you were having fun, Cam. Yeah. Thank you, Jasper, for coming on again. Thanks for having me. Good always talking to you. Yeah. And uh, for you folks listening, as always, stay S- gutter. Stay gutter. Stay gutter. Stay gutter. Cover is a heating vision, I don't live in my dream